0: Welcome to Airbnb with D. This is your host, Avana, and today's episode is all about Airbnb's new rebooking and refund policy that goes into effect April 29th of 2022. So stay tuned as I dive right in. So Airbnb has a new rebooking and refund policy that goes into effect in a few weeks. It was previously the refund policy, um, but this one is a lot more leaning towards the guests. And it has a lot of hosts nervous, up in a frenzy, and feeling like they may be susceptible to scammers or people just getting refunds that they aren't deserving of. What I like to look at it as is an introduction or a reintroduction. To true hospitality because all of the things that qualify the guests for a refund within 72 hours are things that you can prevent or at least cover yourself in the event that a claim is filed so I would like to go over those options today to make sure that you feel um, safe about your future bookings and to know that the power is truly in your hands so what happens if a host cancels before check-in so that's still going to be the same. The guest will receive their full refund as it was before. That doesn't change at all. But what does change is the amount of time a guest has to report any issues. Previously, it was 24 hours. You go into the place. If within a day, something isn't right, you report it to Airbnb, you guys rectify it. You can either cancel, the host rectifies it, X, Y, Z, whatever. Now for some strange, crazy reason, They are giving three days to report any issues for a guest refund. Now, I can't see them offering a full refund every time. It literally just depends on the circumstances. And it actually says that in their policy. We will provide a full or partial refund depending on the circumstances. So, of course, that has a lot of people like, well, wait a minute. So you have three days to stay in my place for free No, something's wrong with that, right? Okay, so let's discuss some of the things that guests can file complaints for that will actually have you out of money. Travel issues is what the term Airbnb uses. And if you would like to look up this policy yourself, go ahead, log into your Airbnb app or go to Airbnb.com or go to Google. You know, I love Google. And put in rebooking and refund policy Airbnb and then you should be taken to the help center that pulls up the link for the article. Okay, so travel issues. What refers to these situations? Well, if the host cancels the reservation prior to check-in, okay, obviously, right? That's That's a travel issue. If the host fails to provide access to the accommodations, so if you have electronic lock access or you have key access and you don't provide access to that, then, of course, the guests will be able to get their money back. But it's going to go a little bit further in the accommodations later, um, where it even goes to say if the pool that you desired was not available, you can even get your money back. So this is crazy, right? So host fails to disclose in the listing that the host, another person, or a pet will be present during the stay. That is obvious. If you're listing as an entire rental, whole home rental, please make sure... That you'd have no one else there. If you have an in-law suite situation, be sure to list that it is a private area in a shared space. And I know that sounds crazy because it's like, well, that would limit your profitability. But in these times, you just want to protect yourself. And there are people still looking for those type of accommodations anyway. So, hey, the market is ours right now. I'll tell you that. So accommodations are not habitable at check-in for any of the following reasons. They are not reasonably clean and sanitary, including bedding and towels. They contain safety or health hazards, and they contain pests. So let's talk about how we get around these things. One of my favorite Snapchat filters is the timestamp filter, I love it. Um, Because in one snap, you have everything you need and that video can be sent, upload via email, upload via um, Airbnb message. I've done this before. So I use that filter for one. I'll have my cleaners to use it as they're cleaning the unit. I want to see what you see when you left, because that's me as I'm paying them. Of course, I want to make sure they're doing their job right. But what I love and, you know, hey, I know this may be a push for some of you, but it's not really a push, because even if you can't be there in person, you can have um, hire someone to do specifically guest check in sort of like a hotel so this is where I was saying I believe hospitality is being reintroduced if you are self-checking in the guests or not self-checking in I'm sorry <laughs> if you are checking in the guests um, and you guys are meeting there at the location then you personally can go to every one of these areas with the guests And have them either sign your form stating that, um, not you, it could be your cleaner or anyone. So I don't want to make, you know, you put into it, but I want to give you an idea of what I mean. Um, So you can either create a form that lists bedding, towels, unit is clean. Sort of like how when you move into the apartment, they give you that move in, move out list. I mean, not that extensive, of course, but containing these key items. And have the guests check over everything. Give them about five to ten minutes to run through and report any issues. If not, have them sign that form, take a picture of it and upload it into the Airbnb chat. Right. Um, Another thing that you can do as well, other than having the form, because that may be a little invasive. You can do this all electronically. You can set up a Google form doc. And um, let them know that this is how they can report any issues with you to you and they will be responded to immediately and share it with them. The reason why this is so awesome is because it actually this is business. So Airbnb, I saw a post in a group where this this policy, of course, did not affect this person because this is not going to affect until April 29th. Um, And I don't know the circumstances of the situation. That's why you have to be careful in those groups because you could be reading something in the tail end and then find out the host was dead wrong, okay? Or sometimes people just be lying for some attention. It's very weird. So the person had a 72-night stay and stayed 60 nights and and Airbnb canceled and refunded the entire reservation. So the host was out of two months at his property, never got paid, property was damaged, guests left. So they did end up leaving. It's not like they stayed over and tried to squat, but what, how you wonder, how was something like that allowed to happen? How was it allowed to happen where they got 100% of their funds back? And I can only think that documentation was not there documentation rules the nation if you're working in corporate america you know this for a fact you have an email for everything you have proof for everything it is the same in this business and that's why i want to encourage everyone to think business first airbnb second because when you're just thinking airbnb you're just like oh i got people staying over no there are people out here trying to swindle your business and then there will be debts that you have to pay so that twelve thousand, you can only hope that he has whatever funding or a supplemental source of income because he won't. The way Airbnb does it is since they pay you out already, they just deduct that from your future payout. So that means that all of the bookings he has now, he can't cancel them. He can't like switch them over to verbal real quick and try to recoup the funds, pause Airbnb. No, he has to still have those bookings or risk a $100 cancellation per guest and not make any money. And let it eat away. um, Or he has to figure out some type of innovative way to get all of those people to cancel so he can make his money or, you know, pay for it some other way. So it puts you in a really tough position and that's why i want you to make sure you're documented so either that google form keep in mind that form is something that can be editable every time someone makes an edit you can get an email and then you can also download that information and submit it to airbnb because let's not even though we are praying against and hoping against anything happening this is still a business and preparation is still key the bible tells you to use wisdom so why not make sure you have all of your t's crossed and i's dotted so the next thing is do they contain any safety or health hazards this is the big one if you have mold mildew things like that of course you know let's get those things fixed before you have guests even if you have to go on thumbtack and task rabbit to hire handyman mold removal whatever you have to do let's go ahead and do that so that when guests come, it's safe for them. I mean, I travel with my daughter, my dog. I wouldn't want to stay in somewhere where there's black mold growing, so let's take care of it. But I also want to tell you about a vanity issue. So, you know, in our bathrooms, and this is why it's important to keep these clean. This is why I recommend going into apartments, by the way. Um, it's because when you get the unit, it's new. A lot of the times what they're doing now in 2022, is they're giving you everything new. These are new apartment complexes we're going into. So you don't have to worry about that little mold and scum that generates around the soap dispenser. Most of the new apartments don't even have the soap holder thing um, on the wall anymore. Y'all know what I mean. But if you are in a space that has, maybe it's a little browning, let's go ahead and replace the caulk, guys. It's called caulk, C-A-U-L-K. Even if you are in your personal bathroom at home, let's treat the mildew that's growing first and i'm just giving you real information real advice because i was in this position before i wasn't always airbnb with d i was single mom d a uh, teenage mom d college dropout d <laughs> college dropout mom d breastfeeding for two years mom d so if that tells you anything i was super close with my baby it was a lot of things that i was right but one of the things that I wasn't at that time was free from the poverty mentality. And I also was not in the position of my finances that I am now. So I had to do certain things. And one of the things I did in my bathroom. So I'm sharing this with you so that if you are in an Airbnb um, or you have your Airbnb and it starts to do this, you know how to treat it. Or if you are in your own home, maybe you're listening for inspiration because you aspire to be an Airbnb host, a property holder, then here's a tip. Let's treat it. Let's kill it with the bleach first. And for all of my professionals, this is not professional advice. I'm not a cleaner. What is it called? Like a mold remover person. I'm not that. But I had a mission and it worked. And I prayed too. So I killed the mildew mode, whatever it was, with bleach. And so um, that was a process, I would say, for about two days because I also wanted it to dry. So I did not use the shower in that area for that time as it was drying out killing out and all of those things um so as soon as after those two days happened i was able to scrub 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 some stuff came off and i finally caulked it so then i went ahead and put caulk you can get that stuff for like five nine ten dollars whatever there are different types so that's why the prices vary you can get that from home depot i went to walmart course because it was cheaper there for me and i at the time got the cheapest version now i realize that we can use caulk to actually make our units look nicer if you get black caulk oh my gosh i'll tell you guys that in another episode so you caulk around it and what it does and this is even around the basis of your toilets too we want to make sure that you're cleaning and killing the mold and cleaning it first though letting it dry out and then refinishing it. So put the caulk around the toilets, even around those little caps that are at the bottom. If they are beginning to move, tarnish, Let's come on, y'all. Let's make it look nice because if someone were walking into a Hilton, a Marriott, or whatever, they would not have those problems. But that is also something that a guest can report as a safety or health hazard. Now, many of us have been living with those stains all when we was growing up as kids. I even had mushrooms growing in my bathroom when I was a kid, y'all. Now I, I'm like, what the. but yes okay so those things are health and safety hazards if you know that that is your situation close your unit down for a weekend that's all it takes is three days to get most of that stuff out and beautify so that guests cannot see and that's also something that you can take a video with so I do encourage you just like I have my cleaners go through with the snapchat filter I'm also having them go through everything and you know I'm hiring cleaner cleaners so I love the fact that when you hire people that do this as a job and take this responsibly, you get better results. That is why I recommend apps like Thumbtack and TaskRabbit over Facebook groups. I do think networking and connection is great. But if you're going through a Facebook group, you don't know that person's history. I mean, this person could have just started their cleaning company yesterday and are saying, oh, my God, I got my first client and don't really know what it takes. So you want to treat your business like the baby that it is and nurture it. Okay? they contain pests. This is a big one, um, because if you are in the southern region, we have pests everywhere. We even know the different type of bugs there are. I'll tell you one thing, if a place got roaches, I'm not talking about big ones, I'm talking about German roaches. I want you to look them up. I worked for Terminex for a few years, and so I got very comfortable with the different terms of bugs and what they were. German roaches are the ones that like your food. They are in your kitchens. If you have them, do not be hosting anybody. What are you, that's nasty. And then not only that... They can take that with them to their own home. That's disgusting. If you have a roach issue in your apartment complex, and this has actually happened to me previously, I moved into a unit and I did my normal surveying of the unit. But it wasn't until I was actually moving furniture in where I began to see roaches during the daytime, y'all. So I went down to the leasing office. I let them know uh, uh-uh, uh, my unit has to be changed. I need this change. I'm not going to pay for this. They ended up changing my unit, charging me a $200 fee. I let them know I'm not going to be somewhere. I signed a corporate lease agreement. There's a power in a corporate lease agreement. You're a company. I'm not going to have a place for my employees or anyone that I do business with, my investors or anyone in a place that has roaches. And if you can't understand that, then we're going to have to go to court about it because you're going to respect my business. And usually they, you know, they understand when you put it that way. They're like, oh my God, you're right. Let's try to move them over to the the floor that don't have roaches. So if you have pests like those, even if you have to hire your own exterminator, get very acquainted with, uh, what is this stuff called? E N O Z. When I first moved to Atlanta, Georgia, I was like 21 years old. Um, my daughter was... Three, well, she, three or four and you know I had to do what I had to do so I moved to Decatur and the first place has some roaches y'all and I almost screamed because coming from Chicago I'm not used to that now I may have mushrooms but I ain't had no roaches okay <laughs> so I wasn't used to that at all so then I began to look up stuff I'm like surely there has to be a way there has to be a way that you could do this at home I know apartment complexes you are kind of subject to your neighbors and their cleanliness. But there has to be a way that these roaches will wanna go somewhere else. There's no way you just gonna wanna come in my unit. So I learned about this product called Enos, and it's actually great for ants, spiders, German roaches, American cockroaches, um, all of those big ones, well, smoky brown roaches, all of those. And if you're in the South, you may have a mix of all of those if you're on a terrace level, not German though, again, that is wrong. So, what I recommend is making sure you are putting this enos or boric acid or diamantous earth in your sockets, because roaches travel through that. Make sure you're lining the outside of your um, your unit with it in a non-visible way. So, if you have a mat, try to cover it or put a very, very light, cup, you know, very, very light dusting of it, or maybe clean with it. Begin to have come make a spray. So, what I would do is put water and then put that stuff in it. So that it wouldn't leave that white trail. But not clean your, your units. Don't clean like your countertops and your appliances. Do not do that. Just spray it outside your door. Spray it on your patio area, like stuff like that. So it still gets the f- formula or whatever it is down there. But it's not visible. So no one can say, oh my gosh, you got roaches." you she trying to hide? Okay, stuff like that. So if you are in the South and you have normal pests, I didn't did a whole segment on German roaches, y'all. I am traumatized. Okay, if you have in the South or maybe in an area that has some weird bugs, maybe you have praying mantis in your area. Maybe you have butterflies. Some people consider those pests, y'all. Maybe you have lizards. If you do have those, the only way to surely cover yourself against someone complaining enough to get a refund is to put that in the description of your property or your house rules. So don't forget, there are certain things that are sent to the guests after the fact. So maybe you can put it even in the check-in instructions. We're sneaking this in. I know that would not be appropriate. But anything that you can put it in to save yourself, to at least say, hey, our area is known for this. While we've taken extra precautions to ensure that no pests intrude on you during your stay, you know, nature can happen. If at any point you see anything during your time, please call this number and we'll be happy to take care of it for you. Just be very proactive because what happens is once the guest actually agrees to this, even if they try to lodge a complaint in 72 hours, this is what you could say that most hosts can't say. Most hosts that don't take the precaution to put something like this in their listing, I mean, y'all, I know it's crazy, but even if you got like little crickets, if you're on the terrace level, one of my units is on the terrace level, so I actually have this in my house rules it is a rule that you understand that this is a terrace level unit and at any time a cricket or something could be outside even a frog when it rains and I, i actually put that in there while some consider these things an amazing sight to see others consider them pests if at any moment you see it just close the door um and you know nothing will be able to get in because i know that my unit does not have pests within the unit i make it very clear that if anything does come in it is from the outside in and because you are on the terrace be sure you're closing the doors both the front and the side to make sure they're not getting in make sure when you're opening the windows the screens are put down so that you aren't letting stink bugs and stuff like that in you know so those things cover us um because if a guest tries to say in 72 hours you know what i saw a grasshopper landed on me and i gotta go i want to cancel no i don't want to do it Then you get to say, well, actually, this was disclosed and you still agreed. And then the Airbnb ambassador will be able to make the decision at that point. Um, And I'm sure as soon as you list your proof that they've already agreed, despite their terms, they're basically um, removing their right to, to, to get a refund or leave within 72 hours, basically. As soon as you go ahead and dispute that and then come back with... What I'll do is come over there myself. Now we can take a look together, get this resolved. Or if you have another unit, upgrade them to another unit. You know? Okay. So what other hosts can't do, they don't have all of this. They didn't have it in their rules. They weren't prepared for this. They don't even know what the guest is talking about. Oftentimes they didn't even care. So what can they do? Nothing. They just say, oh, okay. And have to accept it. So this is why this will not affect the prepare. Your listing contains... A material inaccuracy, such as incorrect home type, incorrect type or number of rooms, incorrect location of the accommodation. Special amenity or feature described in the listing is not present or does not function. For example, the pool, hot tub, bathroom, toilet, shower, or bathtub, sink, stove, refrigerator, or major appliance, electrical, heating, or air conditioning systems. All right, so we're at the bottom of it. Good, I know that was the meat. That's a, a crazy thing. So let's talk about the accommodation or the listing contains a material inaccuracy. Incorrect home type. This is why it will be more important than ever to list as an entire home, a private room, or a shared room. Let's make separate listings. If you have a unisex unit, Where or ambidextrous unit, (laughs) Um, where you can, what I do in a lot of my two bedrooms is I will either place it as a full two bedroom, two bathroom property for rent, or depending on the market and the months and the time during the slow seasons, I'll break those pieces up and list it as a private room in a shared space. So my guests know that they'll be sharing the kitchen area, the laundry room area, but they will have their own rooms and bathrooms respectively. We also have the electronic door locks on those doors so that each guest has their own code. Of course, we always have the master code, but so that they have their own and know that guests are intermingling in rooms in between time. So it really helps us out to make sure that they feel safe. So incorrect home type is a big one because that's the worst thing. Think about when you go to a hotel and you book the double bed or the one bedroom suite and they try to give you something raggedy that happened when I went to Florida and I was just going to accept it my sister said no you did not book this you did not pay for this this is terrible let's go and get what you paid for so because you may have people like my sister in your guests life your guests may be even be people like my sister which is a Scorpio and you know that they are a lot let's make sure that we are accurately describing our places okay incorrect location of the accommodation so let me talk about this one because I am a single woman host and so what I advise a lot of my clients a lot of the people in my group to do is to alter a number on the Airbnb listing so if your address is 3,000 I would instruct people to put 3,001 and I do that for quite a few reasons but what actually happened to me three times and this was And twice in one year and then once again in the next year. So I know it wasn't a glitch. This is Airbnb. They actually, when they send out the guest confirmation information, your address is on there. I don't care if they say the address is not on there. It's a lie because I've even gotten the email. I've had a guest personally send me what they are shown and I see it. My address is listed on there. So that means that a guest can book my place, get my information Go take a look. Haven't you seen those stories where people say the guest showed up three days early, three weeks early? How do you think they did that? They didn't just get that out of nowhere. They were given that address, right? It's not always they're looking things up. Guests aren't always creepy in that way, but it is creepy to show up somewhere three days before you're reservation that's just weird so they do send that information out I don't know what part of their system allows that but it does and it is um, a breach of my security because there's been several times where it's several three few a few times where guests have come not even during their reservation or tried to check in early and didn't even know that someone was there so if the check-in is at four o'clock Them showing up at 11 o'clock is unacceptable unless they pay for it, right? Well, if they have your address in advance, don't forget that lock code is also sent or the instructions for check-in. The key is under the mat. It's on the side of the door, XYZ. They can get in and potentially be there for hours before you know if you don't have a camera set up on the outside. And it can be an awkward conversation trying to get money from them early when they shouldn't have even been there in the first place. So I say the incorrect location for... Um, a certain number of reasons but what i've never said to do was put like a block over a street over the next city don't do that don't do that because these guests are traveling to this area for their very own reason not for you or your listing so if they're wanting to be somewhere 10 minutes close to their daughter's graduation let's make sure we're putting in the right city and zip code and i know some people do that too Get away from permitting restrictions. I've seen that being done. And it is a slippery slope because if you do it in a funnel, I've seen it work. If you funnel it where you have, okay, I'm not going to tell you how to do it. But if you funnel it, it does work. But ultimately, let's create sustainable, reputable businesses and good good business practices. And in those areas that are heavily permitted, let's just go to try to do private owners, right? Okay, so the last one is the special amenity or feature described in the listing is not present or does not function, such as the pool, hot tub, bathroom, toilet, shower, all that. So these things go without saying. However, it happens so easily, y'all, especially in these apartment complexes where um, the water pressure will be running low from the the shower. Luckily, low water pressure is not a reason why someone could leave your place, but not having hot water is. So let's make sure that when our cleaners are there, They're already interacting with the water, but make sure if, even if you have three, four bedrooms and three bathrooms, let's check the water in each bathroom. Let's make sure that they're doing their due diligence. And maybe this means that you have to pay them more and increase your cleaning fee. Then so be it. That's the cost of business. If you notice prices inflate every year, McChickens are no longer a dollar. Okay. They're just not. And we, we're going to have to heal from that. No, I'm just fine. (laughs) Okay. So, um, There's been instances where my stove has went out, my toilet has went out, um, the, oh my God, the electricity went out for two days. I was mortified and I actually had guests there. Listen, but when I tell you God favors you, I prayed. I said, I don't know. And it was in another state, of course. So I wasn't there. I said, God, I don't know what's going on. It's nothing I can even do about it. I don't even have another unit I can relocate them to, but I trust you. And do you know these people were saying, okay, just fine, just reimburse us the groceries. Um, We'll go stay at our sisters, our boyfriends. I'm like, oh my God, so much favor. I was so grateful. So don't forget that on top of all of these refund and rebooking policies, you still have the power of prayer. You still have the power of being a good person. Good things happen to good people. And do remember also that you reap what you sow. So let's not try to create a business where we're getting over on people taking their money, overcharging and under delivering, let's set ourselves up for success because there is real money to be made in this industry. There are also real losses to take in this industry, such as um, lost payments, like the situation from earlier with the $12,000 or evictions or anything, policy changes and the leases that limit your business, whatever it could be. I want you to keep those in mind. And remember, this is why we build a successful business. We have a business plan so that we're able to operate and do whatever we need with our business when the time comes. Thank you so much for joining me. I know this is a longer episode than normal, but this topic is a big topic. And it will affect a lot of the finances of hosts if they are not aware of these things to stay on top of, how to protect themselves, and how to keep the money in their pocket. If you have not already joined the Airbnb with the Facebook group, I do not know what you're waiting on, but you need to do it now. <laughs> the link for the access to the group is in the episode's description. We will continue to discuss ways to dominate this industry in my private group. If you are someone that has either been trying to get in contact with me or have a general question, maybe you already have the course, you already have the eBooks, but you just need a little bit more support, join the group. It is the easiest way to get your questions answered and get that stagnancy and analysis paralysis out of your way so that you can begin to build a successful, sustainable, profitable business. Thank you so much for joining me. Please join me all on Airbnb with Dee on Instagram. My followers are low. I need y'all to help me get them up. I'm gonna make sure that we're posting content that's actually interesting. (laughs) And then of course, join uh, me over at the Airbnb with Dee Facebook group. I look forward to answering each and every one of your questions there. I'll talk to you in the next episode.